Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I am your host for this podcast. And if you want to know more about who I am and what I do, be sure to head on over to my website at ayanasimone.com. And be sure to sign up to become a member so I can stay connected with you every Wednesday via email. And if you want to stay closely connected to the podcast, be sure to follow To Be Heard Podcast on Instagram. That way you can stay in touch with each and every episode. But thank you all so much for tuning into today's To Be Heard Tuesday. Uh, You guys know that I did take a pretty big break throughout the month of January. Um, To Be Heard Podcast each season usually runs between um, October through March. But for January, I did take a break and I came back to the podcast last week with the first To Be Heard Tuesday of the year. That episode is called Point Proven. If you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to do so. Um, Make sure that you tune into that. But I am really glad that you're tuned into today's episode. And real fast, I also wanted to reiterate um, what I say at the beginning of every episode that you tune into of To Be Heard Podcast. I mentioned at the beginning um, in regards to membership over on my website. I just wanted to reiterate that to you all. Uh, Make sure that you sign up to become a member because there's lots of fun things coming up that are exclusive to members only and I want you to be a part of that so um, head on over to my website that's ayanasimo.com members sign up so that you can receive my weekly Wednesday emails and a bunch of other stuff that's coming up and I'm really excited for but um, make sure that you go ahead and do that but I am super glad that you're tuned into today's To Be Hurt Tuesday um, you guys can tell by the episode that we are talking about grace today this To Be Hurt Tuesday is titled grace areas. And um, throughout this episode, I am going to explain what I mean by that. But before I do, I obviously think it is important to talk about what grace is. Um, Because many of you know my story. I did grow up in a Christian home and in a Christian church. And terms like faith and love and humility, all of those things just kind of circled around. And that was just a part of my Christian vocabulary, my Christian girl vocabulary, because I've heard it so many times over and over again. Um, And grace is included in that mix of, you know, just things we say in church. And for a long time, I thought that grace was just something that we say in church. And even um, some years in my faith walk with the Lord, uh, I gave my heart to uh, Jesus. I mean, I was basically like I knew of him my whole life. And I was a part of a lot of ministries, of course, like growing up in a Christian home and Christian church, but it was right before I started my freshman year of high school is when I made the decision to live for Jesus. And I didn't care if my pastor, like it wasn't a matter of like, I'm only doing this because my pastor told me to, or or because my parents are telling me to. But for the first time, I was just about to turn 14 years old. For the first time, I actually got it. I'm like, this is what people have been telling me about. Like, this is what I've learned about my whole life. And I did have my own individual moments with the Lord, like growing up. But the moment I had that summer of uh, July 2014 is when the moment I needed to really make that decision to follow Jesus for myself. And so... From that point on, um, hearing terms like grace and humility, all those things, I realized that I had a lot of confusion in regards to grace. 
like the grace of God and hearing that phrase and that term so many times, I quickly learned that I really didn't have a solid understanding of grace and the way that it the what my story consists of like I would hear about the grace of God and because I've heard it so many times I didn't really tune in and like listen up as to what it is and like how it pertains to me and all of these things and on top of that the way that I saw the the message of grace and whenever there would be a sermon about grace the way that it was received by a lot of people not in my church but just uh in my own observation of the church at large the way that it would be received is um you know grace is just this excuse to sin and so i had a lot of really unhealthy um, understandings about grace and I had a lot of misconceptions about it and I want to share with you a few of them because if you're listening to today's To Be Here Tuesday you might have this um, or you might have similar um, understandings of grace which are not true they're all misconceptions that I'm going to share with you Um, because I had so many misconceptions that even like when we started to talk about grace like I always got really uncomfortable because introducing my first misconception, which I kind of already announced, but the first thing that I thought about grace was that it was this excuse to sin. And it wasn't like this, like, lousy excuse to sin, but I thought it was like a really righteous excuse to sin, because it sounded so biblical and so churchy, like, oh, I can do this thing that's not right. I can do it because of the grace of God. And it sounded so like, so understood, like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Like, it's a bad thing, but because God's so good, he just gives grace. So yeah, why not? <laughs> like, just do it. And listen to me, this was never preached to me in that in that way. Don't come from my church. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it was never preached to me in that way. But just the way that I saw it received, like, a lot of people took it as, oh, like, okay, great. Like, I can just... This is a really great reason to sin. Like if I mess up, cool, that's fine because of the grace of God. And kind of going back to what I said before, coming from a Christian background, like when I really started to walk, um, to take this walk of faith with Jesus, when I really started to do that for myself, I did have this very heavy conviction about living righteous and living the right way because I had seen for myself like, Jesus is literally perfect. Like, I don't want to, like, if he says, if he tells me to do something, like, I want to do it well. I want to do it perfect. And I was a perfectionist. I'm still recovering. But early on, I was like this, this really intense perfectionist. So anything you told me to do, I'm like, I want to do it like so well, I want to do it perfect. And that's kind of going into a different story. But I did have that conviction. Like, if I want to follow Jesus, I obviously have to go in the direction he's going. Like, I can't go off and and do my own thing. But then when I would hear about the grace of God, I'm like, well, is it okay to go off (laughs) and do your own thing? Like, I didn't know. Like, I straight up didn't know because I heard the term so many times. I didn't stop to ask because I'm like, maybe it's supposed to be like one of these mysteries of God (laughs) that I just like, I can't get. And so I lived deceived for a really long time because I'm like, I don't know the grace of God. And when people would use it as an excuse to sin, I knew just like even hearing that and seeing it lived out that way. um, 
I would be very careful to not do that. Like I didn't just want to use grace as a, a permission to sin. I knew that it was wrong, but I didn't know how else to explain it. So that was like the first misconception I had. I thought it was just a really like reasonable excuse to sin because of the grace of God. Like, okay, that makes sense to me. Which moving forward, that kind of introduces my second misconception about grace, because I thought like, okay, this is this really righteous excuse to sin. Like you can get away with it because of the grace of God. I mean, it's in the Bible. Like <laughs> what, what can be so bad about that using that excuse? But then moving forward, I thought I'm like, okay, so maybe the grace of God is just something that we proclaim um, so that we won't have to be held responsible because now this is where the enemy was kind of like it, he knows so here's the thing and I'm not trying to scare anyone but I am an overthinker and I do recognize that the way that I think and my thoughts that's a weakness that the enemy knows about like he knows and this is a, a true for a lot of people I would even argue saying everyone but if the enemy can get you to to think and think and overthink and think a little deeper about this thing and it's really not that big of a deal but if he can get you to to down spiral and just kind of go into that rabbit hole of horrible thinking and it, it doesn't even have to be horrible but just overthinking to the point where you're exhausted I think that the enemy he knows that about a lot of us like if he can get us to think in a certain way and overthink in a certain way then he's kind of have he has like this hook in us and he can pull it at any time and we just start down spiraling, down spiraling. But he for sure knows that about me. I'll just speak on my own behalf that this is where the enemy gets me the most. Because once I get to thinking, especially in this concept of grace, like I would think, OK, so like, like, are we not held responsible for what we do if we proclaim the grace of God? Because I'm like, I thought Jesus took the punishment, but like. Does that mean because he took the punishment that we're not held responsible because of the grace of God? <laughs> like, I didn't know. And so I would just go on and on and on in my head. And I'd be too afraid to ask because at that point, like, I was like one year in, <laughs> like one year walking with God. And I'm like, well, and this is pride at best. But I didn't want to ask because I'm like, I should have this down by now. Like, you should know what grace is. And I thought that I did because I heard it so many times, but I never really listened and, and tuned in and was intentional about understanding what it was. So I was really confused there. I'm like, OK, so we're not held responsible because he took Jesus kind of took the responsibility or did he not take the responsibility? Did he just take the punishment and the cross? I just, oh my gosh, like <laughs> if you're confused listening to this, yes, that's exactly how it was for me for a lot of my life. Like even walking with Jesus, this concept of grace was very confusing. So I left it alone for a long time because I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how to approach it or or anything, but we're going to clarify a lot of that on today's Superhero Tuesday. But the reason why I'm listing all of these misconceptions is because you may find yourself relating to a lot of what I'm saying. Like, yes, I actually do believe that about grace and I didn't know it was wrong till you said something. But no, this is why we're here. This is something that needs to be heard. This concept of grace, we got to talk about it. And we will in today's To Be Heard Tuesday. But uh, just going a little bit deeper into today's episode, uh, another thing that I can't say honestly that this was my um, a misconception about grace that I took on and believed for myself. But in a lot of ways, like looking at the world at large, whenever we would talk about grace, like whenever we had that conversation, the most common misconception about grace, I would argue that this is the number one thing that most people think about grace 
is that the grace of God changes the fact that there is a right and there is a wrong. Again, this is moving deeper into today's To Be Heard Tuesday because, again, I would argue that that's like the number one um, view of grace is that because of the grace of God, there's no more right and there's no more wrong because it's all just everything's under grace and there is no responsibility or there is, you know, there's no there's no right way to live or no wrong way to live because of the grace of God. And I really dealt with that for a long time because I knew like right off the bat that 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 wasn't the case. But I didn't really have another way of explaining it because I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, what is the grace of God? And one thing that's really scary about the culture and the society that we're living in today, these are hardcore facts I'm giving you on this To Be Heard Tuesday. And you might have observed this yourself. You may not, you might not have admitted it to yourself, but this is true what's going on is that there is a lot of confusion, not just about the grace of God, but there is also a lot of confusion about what's right and what's wrong. (laughs) And I mean that not on some large scale, like we have to choose like this really horrible sin and dissect it to see if whether it's right or wrong, but like the basic levels of life, like just basic bare bones, what's right and what's wrong. There is a lot of confusion about that today we have seen it in our world yes i am talking about gender i'll just go right out and say it that there's a lot of confusion about boys and girls men and women there's a lot of confusion about that and i'm approaching this topic very sensitively because you might be listening to this and you very well might be unsure about who you are whether you're a boy or or a girl and if you're a girl and you're not too sure if you like girls if you're a boy you're not too sure if you like boys all of that. Like, I want to be very sensitive to you because I'm not I'm not going to sit behind this microphone and point my finger. And that that's the exact opposite of what we're going to talk about today. But there is a lot of confusion about what's right and wrong. Bare bones. Like, I think, honestly, we're getting to the point and I'm not poking fun at anyone, but this is just where I think we're going. Like the way that the media promotes this agenda where it's like it doesn't matter what you believe or it doesn't matter what's true or what's not true like if if you feel this way if this is you know what you want to do it doesn't matter what's right and wrong it's really all up to you and that is a very false um idea a very false concept that we cannot adopt and we have been adopting it and i think this is why this to be heard tuesday is so important because i just want to bring a lot of clarity on both the concept of grace and what's right and wrong because newsflash i'll just tell it to you straight up there is a right and there is a wrong it's not the most popular thing to say and a lot of you know mainstream media would argue uh, against that saying no ayana there is you know you can live whatever way you want and the way that you want to live is the right way to live and it sounds really great. It sounds like a like a great like who would ever argue against that that the way you want to live is the is the right way to live. I'm telling you, and I would not lie to you on To Be Heard Tuesday. I'm telling you, there is a right and there is a wrong. And I'm not just talking about the world like oh these unbelievers they don't know what's right from wrong. I'm thinking and I've been seeing this that this has honestly crept into the church. The church at large, that there's a lot of compromise for what's right. And there's a lot of compromise for 
truth. And we kind of talked a bit about that in last week's Super Here Tuesday. There's just this, we got to be careful walking that line of uh, like compromising and wanting to fit in so bad that we would like abandon the truth just to say like, oh, but we're accepted and everyone understands us now. No, 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 no. There's a right and there's a wrong. And there's so much confusion on that that even saying that is hate speech. Like, how dare you say that this is right? It's just because you believe it doesn't mean that it's it's right. Well, guess what? Like, even if I didn't believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, if I turned my back on you and I said, guess what, you guys, this is Jesus that I've, you know, committed my entire life to, to following and this Jesus that I've been uh, talking about here on the podcast and on the website, all of those things. If I turned my back and said, I'm just kidding, like none of this is true, the truth would not even bat an eye. And I've said this before on the podcast, but just because I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, it doesn't that the reason why I believe in the gospel or let me say this a little better, that just because I believe in the gospel, like that's the standard for truth. No, even if I didn't believe in the gospel, the gospel would still be true. Jesus would still be seated on his throne. Like there would still be the word of God. There is nothing like I'm I'm trying to tell you this is the truth. I would not lie to you. I promise. As your host, I take this position very seriously. Like I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm telling you like if I turned my back and said, "You know what? This is not true." The truth would still be true. The truth was true before I believed in it. The truth is true even if you don't believe in it. Like it doesn't matter who believes in it or who doesn't believe in it. It's just the truth. You can't change the truth. It doesn't change with time. It doesn't change with the way you feel or your opinion about it. It's just true. So therefore, I just want to say very plainly, very clearly, that there is a, a, a right and then there is a wrong. That's true. Those are facts. And so when we talk about this in regards to the grace of God, I'll say it again, there's a right and there's a wrong. A lot of people think that there is um, some gray area, you know, like there's a right, there's a wrong, it's black or white, you can't change it, you can't mix the two. There is no gray area. And a lot of uh, society and a lot of culture would argue like, yeah, we can find a nice middle ground, we can coexist, that's a fun word that we say. You know, even if you don't believe this, like, even if you think or you've been taught that this is not right or this is this is truth or this is not right, you can like ease your way into this nice even gray area where we all were just, you know, we can live the way we want and this there's no no one's feelings are hurt because there's a truth and there's a wrong and all this stuff. Like there's just a gray area. No, no, no. There is a black and there's a white. There's a right and there's a wrong. There's no gray area. But you guys, what I want to talk about in today's To Be Here Tuesday is that there are grace areas. The title of today's To Be Heard Tuesday is Grace Areas. Because no, no, there's not a gray area. There's a right, there's a wrong. There's nothing I can say, nothing you can say or do, nothing I can do to change that. There's no gray area, but there's grace areas. And so I want to talk about this today on To Be Heard Podcast, this concept of grace. 
And this grace area, what I'm talking about, what I'm featuring on today's To Be Heard Tuesday, is talked about in Hebrews 4, verse 16. And I want to read it to you, and I, I pray that you would turn your volume up so that you can hear every word that I'm saying. Again, this is Hebrews 4, 16. I want to read it to you because this grace area has already been talked about in Hebrews. Let's read together. Uh, chapter 4, verse 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And right before that verse, in verse 15, it talks about the person of Jesus Christ. The one who came down, fully God, came down in the form of a man. His name was Jesus. He never sinned, never fell into temptation, never made a mistake, never dipped into the wrong, didn't even dip into the gray area. He was perfect, sinless, flawless, who came down in a body like the ones you and I live in today. He was fully God, fully man, and he went through every single temptation that we went through. He went. Th he walked through all of the feelings that we've ever felt, the physical pain, emotional pain. He walked through it all. And because of him, because of the blood that he shed for all of us, no matter who's listening, no matter who you are, because of the blood that he shed for us on the cross, because of him, we have access to this grace area. And that grace area is the throne of God. You heard it here in Hebrews 4.16. It talked about the throne of our gracious God. Other translations say the throne of grace. Because that is the place where we find grace and we find grace when we need it the most. So what is grace then? What, what is this thing of grace? For anyone listening, anyone has access because of Jesus Christ, not because of our own doings or our own selves. If anything, we dipped into the gray area and we've dipped into the, the wrong and, and we have wrongdoings. We've made mistakes and we're going to talk about a little bit more. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of him, we have access to the throne of grace. And grace is, listen to me, at the beginning I talked about some of my misconceptions. And I thought that grace was like this really um, kind of off-putting excuse to sin or this righteous excuse. Eventually I thought it was like this lousy excuse to sin. Like how do you, how do you excuse sin? Oh, it's just it's the grace of God. When really grace is not permission to do what we want to do, but grace is the power to do what God wants us to do. That's grace. And in those moments of temptation, in those moments of weakness, when we're unsure and we are at our most humble selves, like we cannot rely on anything of our own strengths or on our own abilities, nothing that we can do, but we need Jesus. We need a gracious God to come to our rescue. We can find power to do what's right. And we can find power to do what God wants us to do because that's the right thing to do. Everything that God has ordained, everything that God commanded, it is not to limit you. It's not to confuse you, not to punish you. If anything, the boundaries and the discipline of the Holy Spirit is to give us abundant life. Like this life that I live, that is disciplined. And I believe in truth. I don't believe in the lie of the enemy and the lie of culture and society. This is the most healthy way to live. It is to live humbled at the throne of grace. It is to live a humble life. And it's only because of Jesus Christ that we have access to this grace area. Because guess what? This goes for everyone. I don't care if you're a prestigious leader of the church or you're just some, 
you're a, a high schooler. <laughs> I'm not saying that to belittle you, but whether you're a leader or you're in high school or middle school even, if you're a parent, if you're a daughter, you're a son, a friend, whoever you are, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be in the highest position or the lowest position. We all need the grace of God. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you are sure about your sexual identity or you're not. It doesn't matter. We all need the grace of God because we're human beings and we make some really dumb decisions. And you know how there is that standard of, of right and then there's wrong? We all fall short of that standard. We all will. If you haven't done it before, you're a liar, number one. And number two, you will very soon. Probably in the next five minutes, actually, which I said before on the podcast in another episode I did. I believe it's back in season one, this episode called FOMU. If you haven't listened to it, go ahead and, and listen to it because the truth still stays the same. We are all going to mess up. We're all going to make a really dumb mistake. And sometimes they're really silly that we can laugh about and others are more serious. And there's a, a greater consequence because that's another thing about grace that I just I couldn't really accept or walk in. But I thought that because of the grace of God, there would be no consequence. Like, no, sometimes there's consequences to your decision. And sometimes, if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> sometimes you have to pay for that consequence for 18 years. If you know what I'm talking about, when you're in a mood and you make a decision that is just not a good decision, shall I go further? 18 year consequence. Which turn out, which are blessings, but I'm just saying, at the time, it can be a bit of an inconvenience. Sometimes there's consequences. Just because there's grace doesn't mean there won't be any consequences. But the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there is good news and that there is a grace area. And that is the throne of grace. And anyone who acknowledges and calls on the name of the Lord can enter into that grace area. Because there's access by the blood that was shed by Jesus Christ. I want that to be very clear. Yes, there's a right. Yes, there's a wrong. There's a black or white, no gray area. But this grace area here, we can celebrate that we can have power to do the right thing in our weakness. In fact, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says that his grace is sufficient. His grace, the power to do what God wants to do, that's all we need. So even if we don't feel like doing the right thing or we don't, we feel ourselves going backwards and, and um, you know, we're talking ourselves into or we're letting the enemy talk ourselves into uh, falling into temptation. The grace of God is all we need to do what we're supposed to do. It is sufficient. It is enough. In his power, actually, that power of grace works best when we're weak. It works best when we're humble. When we say humbly, God, yeah, I need your grace right now. There's plenty of times where I've had to operate under grace, forgiveness being one of them. There's been moments in my life where I've had to, um, like I had to forgive someone and everything in my body was like, you know, you're not trying to forgive no one. But the grace of God living in forgiveness is so healthy. This is so opposite to what culture preaches. They're like, if you don't want to forgive that person, then you don't have to forgive anyone. But really, there is, and I don't have time to get into that in today's episode, but there is a certain kind of a healthiness and freedom that you walk in when you walk in forgiveness. It's living a humble life. It all goes back to humility. I'll have to do an episode on it because I've been studying humility, and it goes way deeper than just like not being arrogant. Like I thought that was another one of those terms that I just had so many misconceptions on because I'm thinking, oh, you know, you got to live humble so like don't 
be all cocky and arrogant, but no, it goes so much deeper than that. But it's when you recognize that you need help, when you recognize that you're weak and you need grace, you need the grace of God. That's when you enter in. And this is for everyone. I don't care who you are, whoever's listening on this Tube Here Tuesday. If you call on the, the, the name of Jesus Christ, you can enter into this grace area because yes, you will mess up and you have messed up already. Maybe you're sitting in a really big mistake. There is grace for you. And we can celebrate that because it's not anything that we've done. It's just Jesus. He allowed us into this grace, into this grace area. And that we're really all even. Like no one is better. No one is more superior because we all need grace. I don't care who you are. And we can find ourselves at the at the throne of grace. This translation, what I read to you, and uh, I, I read from the New Living Translation, Hebrews 4.16 where it talks about, it says the throne, not not of the throne of grace, though other translations do say that, but this translation specifically saying the throne of our gracious God. And I want to highlight that it's not just a, a place that we're going to, this grace area, but we're, but we're going to this grace area to a gracious God. Psalms 103 verse 8, one of my favorite verses, says that the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. So for all of you thinking God's going to whack you with a stick, no, the word says he's slow to anger and he's abounding in love. We talked about love already on the podcast. This whole season of the podcast, I want you to know you're loved by Jesus Christ. You are loved. I don't care who's listening. And because of him, because of his, his kindness, we can all enter into grace. And that is the power to do right. The power to love people the way we should love them and to forgive even the worst of people. Even now, this is, I want to say this and I'm going to end today's episode, but not just power. And there's so many areas that we need grace. Uh, I talk often about the grace of forgiving people because that's mainly, that's a, a, an area that I really need grace. When someone hurts me or offends me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need grace to forgive this person. It's really tough for me. Um, but even further, and there's a lot of different areas I can talk about, but if we're going to talk about forgiving people, let's take some time to talk about forgiving ourselves. Because one thing that my dad tells me all the time, and I don't know if he came up with this or like if this is like wisdom that was passed down, I don't know. But he tells me all the time that we as humans, and he calls me out specifically, he'll, he'll point his finger at me. He's, he'll say, you are not holier than God. Whoa. And he's saying that to say like, if God can forgive you, if God can show you grace, Ayana, you can show yourself grace because I am a recovering perfectionist and I used to beat myself up over the smallest thing. It's one thing when it's a big thing and then I would take that pretty hard, but when it's just a small everyday simple mistake and I'm not saying this like, oh, you know, like mistakes are good, but no, sometimes we're, I mean, we're human beings. We make mistakes. And so when I would make a very human mistake, I would beat myself up. And, and my dad tells me, he's like, are you putting yourself in the place of God where you can point your finger at yourself and, you know, tell yourself like, you know, that I, I'm just not in position to forgive. Like if God can forgive me, perfect, holy, flawless, wonderful, beautiful, amazing God, if he can extend grace, then I should extend grace to myself. Like, and that's what I have to tell myself that we are not holier than God. Because if you take a closer look at the language of Hebrews 4, 16, it says we can enter into the throne of grace, not in this like really, um, 
like a shamed way, like her head's he her head's hanging low and her shoulders are slumped and we're like like bracing ourselves for punishment. No, no, no. Jesus already took the punishment. Yes, that's true. I mentioned that at the beginning. That's not a misconception. Jesus did take the punishment for our sins. And I mentioned before, yeah, there will be consequences for our sin naturally. Like when you make a bad decision, there's going to be bad results. Doesn't mean you're not operating in grace. It's just the science of it. <laughs> like when you make a bad decision, there will be bad results. But there's grace. There's been a lot of areas in my life where I made a really dumb decision. And I had to reap the consequences, not because God hated me, but because I made the bad decision. <laughs> like, that's it. There's no, we kind of spiritualize it sometimes. But no, that's just the basic math. You make a bad choice, there's bad decisions. But you're st you can still operate in grace. There's still grace for it. And so when the Bible talks about entering into that throne of, of grace boldly, that language used to like really confuse me because when I enter into the throne of grace, the last thing I feel is bold. I'm like so full, filled with regret and remorse. Like there's no way that God can forgive me. But the Bible commands no because of Jesus, because he already had the punishment. Like he already paid for that little mistake that you did or the big mistake that you did, whatever. He already paid for that. So therefore you can walk in boldly. You can walk in saying, God, Listen, I need grace and I embrace the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed for me out of pure love. He shed it because not because he was obligated to, but because he loved me so badly. Like he loved me that much that he could not bear to see me on that cross. So he sent Jesus and he took the punishment and he shed the blood so that when I make a dumb mistake and I'm in need of grace, and this grace could be in any area, it could be forgiveness, it could be grace to uh, embrace who you really are, who God made you to be, it could be grace to walk in your calling, it could be grace to apologize, that's something that none of us want to do, it could be grace to apologize, or it could be grace to reach out and say, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about you. Let me pray for you. Grace to for the someone who might have really hurt us. Grace to do what God wants us to do. Grace to live humbly. Grace to live free of pride. And that goes so far beyond being arrogant. But there's these subtle ways that, that we could be prideful. And I guess I'll talk about it eventually. Because that's really caught my attention, this whole conversation about pride. But it could be grace for anything. And I'm telling you, any area that you need grace, there is grace for it. We just have to call on the name of Jesus Christ. And we don't have to call on him, um, like bracing ourselves for, for punishment, but we can walk in boldly saying, God, I need your grace. And I'm so glad that your grace is really all that I need. You said it yourself. Second Corinthians 12, nine, your grace is all I need. And the power of your grace, that your power, it works best in my weakness. In any weak area you may be in, there's grace in that area. And so the reason why, the last thing I'll say just about this To Be Her Tuesday is that if we can walk in to that space, we can walk into this grace area, walk into the throne of grace boldly, then we can walk into anything boldly. If perfect, beautiful, lovely God himself said, yeah, you can come to me when you're like five minutes fresh out of falling into temptation, like you're five minutes um, after, you know, falling into sin. And you can still come to me boldly asking for grace because of the blood of Jesus Christ. If God can do that, you can walk into any situation boldly because you're under grace. 
because of Jesus. And none of this is possible without Jesus, which is why I want you to get to know him this season of the podcast. It's why he's all I preach. It's why I've committed my life to him. Because without Jesus, I would be living without grace. And the scariest thing to do is to live without grace. Because the moment you live without grace, then you're living a prideful life. The moment you live without grace, you're not living in humility. And there's very little you can do if you're not humble. You are very, and I'm not saying this to poke fun at you, but you are not healthy if you're not humble. If pride is your way of life, I'm telling you. And I'm, I can only say this because I've lived it. I'm telling you this from like a primary source. Like I've lived a life of pride. Little did I know at the time. And God was gracious enough to show me that. Very recently, he showed me many ways where I just, I cannot live like that any further. The minute you decide that you don't need the grace of God is when you are your most prideful and therefore you're most unhealthy and so what I want to do doesn't matter who's listening who you are let's all step into this this grace area together not dismissing the fact that there's a right or a wrong there's no gray area but ladies and gentlemen my friends I want to tell you my family listen in listen up there is a grace area all possible because of the blood of Jesus Christ And we, because of his mercy and grace, like he included all of us into this area, all of us into the throne of grace so that none of us is superior or inferior. We all need the grace of God. And thankfully, his blood covers those sins that that we've committed and it covers covers our weaknesses and his power works best when we're weak. That's really great to know because I'm not always strong. And when I'm weak, it's his power, it's his strength. That works the best. And so that's all I want to say for this To Be Hurt Tuesday. I'm really grateful. So glad that you tuned in. And I hope that you'll tune in to next week's To Be Hurt Tuesday. I hope that you'll tune in every se- or every episode of this season. <laughs> no matter if it's this season or last season. I want you to tune into a To Be Hurt Tuesday. Share this episode if you enjoyed listening. And make sure that you rate and leave a review so that I can know what you're loving here on the podcast. Uh, make sure that you give the To Be Hurt podcast uh, Instagram page follow so you can stay connected with each and every episode but i cannot wait to connect with you next week the next to be heard tuesday of this season right here on to be heard podcast